Hello and welcome to Minter Dialogue, episode number 200. Today is Sunday the 19th of June 2016 and this interview is with Jeff Kaufman, the award-winning foreign and war correspondent for coverage of the Libyan Revolution and for coverage of the 9-11 World Trade Center attacks. Jeff, in a wonderful pivot, is now CEO and co-founder of a really fascinating startup called Trint. Trint is a platform for taking speech-based media and converting it into text. To quote Jeff, Trint transforms how newsrooms transcribe and share media content. Ideal for journalists and podcasters, Trint also won the Startups for News Award at this year's Global Editors Network Summit 2016. In this podcast, we discuss with Jeff the Trint offer, the positioning and strategy of this passionate project. Welcome to the Minter Dialogue podcast, where we discuss brand marketing with a focus on all things digital. I am Minter Dial, your host and author of The Mindset, that's M-Y-N-D-S-E-T dot com, where branding gets personal. You'll find the show notes to the blog for the upcoming interview. Let's cut to the quick and enjoy the show. Hello, so Jeff Kaufman, you, you and I have met at the GEN, the Global Editors Network, 2016 in Vienna. It's been a pleasure to meet you. I want to, I want to know more about what you do and what's your mindset, Jeff? Well, you know, I, I think partly it's, it's uh, just astonishment. I, if you had told me five years ago, five years ago this week I was in Tripoli, Libya as a war correspondent for ABC News and uh, a really tough assignment, but, but it's the kind of thing you spend a career, for me, more than 30 years on television, first in Canada and then in the U.S. And I loved my job. I just had the most interesting, challenging, difficult, uh, dangerous. Uh, dangerous at times job. If you had told me five years ago that I would be sitting here talking to you as a startup entrepreneur, CEO of a business, I would have said, not a chance. You're not a chance. You looked the part, Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I think one of the funny things about, uh, about time is that you surprise yourself. And, uh, uh, you know, I, I guess the mindset is that this project, this company is a challenge, and it really I like challenges, and, and I saw an opportunity to do something that I believe and my business partner and our team believe really, we all believe really can revolutionize journalism and create a new language for, for sharing and, 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 and searching and archiving the content of recorded talk, things like this. And we just plunged in. I mean, I, I met these terrific developers who had done this project uh, two years ago while I was researching a university course I was teaching, and a light bulb went off over my head, and, and I said, could you guys do this and this? Because if you could, you could solve the biggest pain point in the life of every journalist on the planet. And they kind of looked at me as if I was a bit crazy and said, hmm, interesting. Maybe we could. And then you pivoted. Well, I, I was on my way. I was leaving ABC News. I had been... Um, ABC News London correspondent, and prior to that uh, in Miami, Latin America for 10 years with a stint going back and forth to Baghdad, and before that with CBS Evening News in New York, and before that in Canada as a correspondent with the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation. And I had decided that I was going to leave ABC News, and I'd taken a buyout, and I was working on a book, and this was not uh, on my roadmap. Uh, And it just suddenly, I, I just saw an opportunity, and I thought, this is too exciting. We've got to see if we can do this. All right, so let's break down. What, what, what exactly are these pain points you're talking about for journalists? Listen, when I started in uh, 
journalism in the early 1980s. I used to carry a mini cassette recorder, and I would hold it next to my microphone and press play, and then after the interview, I would rewind it, and I would listen to it, and I would jot down notes, play, stop, take notes. Any journalist knows the workflow I'm talking about. It is the part of my job that I hate, because listening to your interviews makes you a better journalist. Writing them out or typing them out does not. It just takes time. Either you do it and spend a lot of time, or an associate does it, or you pay someone a lot of money to do it, and you wait a couple of days. And it's just what you have to do. You know, it's a bit like we grew up with our mothers washing lettuce for us. And it's what you have to do to have safe, clean lettuce to eat. And then some guy in California invents pre-washed lettuce that will actually last in a package. Well, I kind of think of Trent as, you know, we wash the lettuce for journalism. We, we, we take the pain point out of that part of the process. Right, so uh, I, I know you write about it on your website, but just tell us what Trint, T-R-I-N-T, uh, how did you come up with that name? Well, you know, you know I, 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 this is such an interesting journey for someone who's never run a business, but one of the first things you have to do is find a name, and you have to find a name that you can own and that you can stick, uh, that sticks. And, of course, you know, dot-coms become harder and harder and we played around with a lot of names. And, and I created Trent, which is a neologism for transcription and interview. And I was able to get Trent.com very early. We've trademarked it. And, and what's really fun is we're seeing users adopt it exactly the way we'd hoped, which is we call these, these Trents, we, we call these things Trents. And what they are, what, the, the core innovation here is that we take text uh, machine-generated text. We, we put a platform on top of, uh, of speech-to-text. We then glue it to the audio to it so that within minutes you get an automated, uh, an, uh, a machine-generated transcript that is searchable, verifiable, and because our text editor is like Word, you can correct it. So we do the heavy lifting. The Trent editor allows you to polish, and in minutes you get to perfect. That reduces hours of work to minutes. You have to verify. Right. But the point is that you get transcripts you can trust. You can't be burned on Trent because you can listen to the original source audio or a video and in seconds you know if that transcript made an error, if the machine learning made an error, then you can fix it. And if you give us good audio, we, we're really good. So the answer is that Trent is what we do. We, we, we're transcribing interviews, speeches, lectures, and People are using it, as I say, to say, you know, where's the trend or let's trend it. And, and for me, that's really fun. You know, I meet these VCs and they, they, they look in the eye and, you know, some of them are younger than me and they have this kind of so young, young man, you know, where do you think this company of yours is going to be in four years? And I learned very quickly that, that they want you to say hundreds of millions of dollars, that if you say 30 or 40 million dollars, which I once said, sort of feeling like I was you know, full of hot air. Uh, they are, you know, they go, there's the door. So I just can't, with a straight face, say that stuff. So when they say, where are you going to be in four years, I say, in the dictionary. And that really, they like that, you know. That is, that is pretty much moonshot stuff, Jeff. So, um, right, so as I understand it, then, you have the, the technology that goes and takes the sp- spoken into text. Then you have your platform, which allows you to add the human touch then you have, a, again, a sort of an automated process that allows to put that in, and link it or glue it, as you say, to the image. So is that a fair description of the three stages? I, I think it's slightly out of order. You upload 
on your browser to train an audio or video file, an MP3, an MP4, that kind of thing. Go make a coffee, come back. You have what looks like a text document. But, and if there's a video, there's a video window next to it. But what's extraordinary is you want to refer in that 30-minute interview to when he said China. You can search the word China. You've never looked at this interview. You can find the three references. Oh, that's the one I wanted. You can play it and say there's an, a, a city that, that the algorithm gets wrong. You can correct the spelling. And in seconds, you've found the quote. You can highlight it and find instant timings that run 16.7 seconds. Then you can actually download it and export it with captions burned in for video to, to immediately put on social media on Twitter or Facebook. Because as you've probably noticed on your Facebook feed, more and more video has captions. It's called silent video. And this is the trend as video takes over Facebook. Yeah, because people are, are when, they, when they look at video, they're not necessarily uh, listening to it, especially on mobile. They're, they're doing it in silent or in toned down. Because they're on the subway or they're at work where they're not really meant to be doing it. And, and, and so we actually won a, a grant from Google, the Google Digital News Initiative, to pay for this, this, this innovation. Uh, and, and we've just actually launched it here this week for the Global Editors Network uh, Summit. And, and we're getting this phenomenal reaction from news organizations because putting captions on video is really hard. You need specialist editor skills. I mean, I've worked in television for more than 30 years. I have no idea how to put captions on. I would have to ask an editor how to do it. With Trent, anybody can do it. If you can highlight text on Word, you can create. You know, all you do is click, and we export an MP4. We burn in the, the captions. You can put it into, into Twitter or, or Facebook, and we'll soon create an integration that will allow you to do that. It, it, so, so we are, a, a, we, we are a, at the very beginning, automated speech to text, to answer your question. We then we, we return these trints in which the text is glued to the audio, and then you correct it. And, and if that's all you want, that's where it ends. But if you want to export it, we are a publishing platform, too because we give you the opportunity to, as I say, to caption. We also have what we call interactive transcripts, which allow you to post on your website, independent of us, a, a, a audio or video player with text that follows the sound like a karaoke, and which is searchable on Google, which means that you take your... How many podcasts have you done in your career? Well, I hosted maybe 600 uh, but I have, uh, I've been on, a, oh, I don't know, lots more. Right. So you've got hundreds, if not, you know, let's say hundreds of hours. The problem is that they sit as file names. That's right. And they're not searchable. No. They're probably a good editorial resource for it's, someone. It's content. Right. So you, if, if you were to create an interactive transcript on Trent mm -hmm. and quickly go through and, and, and check for errors, at, which you can do incredibly fast you would then be able to put them on Google and they would then become editorial content which could be referenced. And people could say, on Minter's podcast uh, in, in, in 2014, this person said this and they can actually extract the quote or they could tweet it, whatever. But the point is that what you have is typical of every news organization in the world. You have dark data, meaning recorded data that's not searched, right. searchable right. And, and that requires manual intervention mm -hmm. to, to, to access. You throw it into Trent, whether it's a BBC news story from uh, you know, 1964 or, or you know, CNN from 1985 or Minter's podcast from 2014, throw it into Trent, you get the transcript back fast, and you can find, oh, that's the data I want. And ultimately, 
you can build an archive based on that. That is the future. I mean, we all know that's where we're going. Yeah, well, we do, we, you know, as we've been here at the Giant Summit, we, video is pretty much every other word we hear. So I'll get into something else about the technology afterwards, but you've just been told we've used two use cases, obviously. You have the journalist story, and then we have the this podcasters. And as you know, there's so many of these podcasters out there. So those are two use cases. What are the, the key clients that you really are thinking about? Is you know, when you're a startup, we have to you know, really be focused, the F word you like to use for entrepreneurs. Well, who are you going after, and are, are there other use cases that you think are interesting? Uh, you're right. You, you have to focus. I mean, it, it, let, let me just back up a moment and, and say that, that, you know, in all humility, I am totally unqualified to be doing what I'm doing. I, I have never run a company. You know, I've never learned how to use spreadsheets, and, and Excel still makes me, me kind, of, kind, of, kind of quiver in fear and want to curl up under the table in a fetal position. I'm learning, um, but this comes out of my own experience. I mean, Trent, and 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 so um, you know, for me, the inspiration when I saw what what uh, Mark Boaz, our co-founder, and, and the team had done um, when I first met them was was my own experience as a reporter. You 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 do a half hour interview. You've got to find some moments. You need to time them. It, it's either, as I said, either you do it or somebody does it. You wait, and it's it's a pain. And it's the part of my job I, I, I hate. Right. And what Trent has done is taken that pain mm-hmm. away. So, so that's, that's user scenario number one, as you've noted. A podcaster going through archive. For big news organizations, they are, whether it's CNN or, or Reuters or, or, or even a, a radio or television station or, or these days even a newspaper, of course, uh, there is so much video coming in and it's not searchable. And so, you know, that's actually a huge user scenario. It's simply the people, it's the desk editors in, in these newsrooms who need to, to, to wade through content. The mayor of, of Phoenix has spoken. Uh, um, uh, the governor of Florida speaks. Um, a, a corporate chief resigns. All of those news conferences or interviews come in without text. Somebody's got to go through and find them. You go to any news organization, and they will have young people with journalism degrees. In, in the U.S., we call them loggers. In other places, they're transcribers. They're doing the same thing with their journalism sure. degrees. They are listening, play, stop, type. And, and that is a huge bottleneck, and it's a problem for news organizations. It's expensive in time and money. So that's really probably the biggest user uh, scenario for news organizations. And then, as I say, because we're not just transcription, this output of final content as an interactive transcript or, as, uh, or with, with subtitles, uh, and, and we have more innovation in the pipeline, but the, the idea is to, in a world where journalism has shrinking budgets, and more platforms and pressure to get things out faster in, in so many directions. What Trent is, is aiming to do is to give people simple solutions to do that where you don't need professional skill sets, to lower the bar and to allow people to focus on what they should be doing, which is content, writing, you know, gathering, distributing. Have you had any thoughts about brands and corporations? Do, does that come into the picture or, or do they, since they don't really have so much video content? Oh, I think corporate communications is huge. One of, one of our sponsors is Cisco. I mean, we, 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 we have, we're sponsored by, we, we've had uh, support from Google and through their digital news initiative, the Knight Foundation, the Big American Media Foundation is one of our investors. Uh, we've been part of, of, of BBC Labs. Uh, we're based in London, England. And um, 
Cisco is, is also sponsoring us and, and uh, subsidizing our rent at our uh, innovation lab in London and has been just terrific because they see the Fortune 500 having the same issues, corporate communications, uh, the need to get information around, to access information. And because you, know, you, know, you think of things like WebEx and Skype, you know, these kind of, uh, of technologies are, are ubiquitous. And, and uh, the challenge, by the way, with those particular technologies is that the audio quality is extremely low and machine learning doesn't like them. You're going to start to see them improve. Uh, but it's, it, the assumption is that because you can hear Skype, uh, it's, it will work in machine learning. If you listen carefully, there's a lot of sound dropout. And the compression is so intense that it, it, machine learning it, it has trouble with it. But nonetheless, we are, there are a lot of scenarios, a corporate speech, a conference like the one that you and I are at now. Wouldn't it be nice if these keynote addresses, which are really interesting, weren't just recorded but were actually searchable, and you could then go and find a moment and you could highlight it and tweet it out on your feed with audio and video from the original. That's what Trint allows you to do. Right, so I want to get it into the technology component because, you know, obviously we, we've seen different uh, technologies available about getting speech into text. What, what is, what's the real challenge? in Because you probably are no more AI specialist than I am, but what is the real challenge in making that happen? I suppose we're talking about the quality. And then secondly, what makes you guys different from other services that are already been on the market? Listen, what's interesting about this world of innovation that I'm discovering is that, is that there's, there, there are a lot of interesting ideas and there are a lot of interesting creations. But until they become usable in a platform that meets a, us, a, 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 a user's workflow, right. they're just ideas. Siri is a great idea. But it makes mistakes. You would never, and by the way, it will only record accurately a minute or two, but even then it will make a mistake. You would never record this interview on Siri, take its transcription, and, and, and go to your editor or go in court. No, no, it's not just the workflow. It's the accuracy. And this is my point, that automated speech-to-text has made huge strides in the last five years. It's really, really impressive how good it is. But it makes mistakes. We, as humans, interrupt each other. Uh, some of us don't enunciate very well. Some of us stutter or stumble or use words you know, like onomatopoeia or something like that, that, that I don't know, maybe it would get that word actually. It'd be interesting to try. But my point is that you would never take the raw output of speech to text and write a piece for tonight's newscast, tomorrow's front page, or, 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 or your podcast. It's, 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 you're going to get burned. It's, it's obvious. And, and a lawyer would never stand up in court and say, this Siri transcript is what was said. So, so there's an interesting example. So tempting, but not useful. Yeah. And sure. no one, you know, sure. I don't, you know, you, you, you have to look hard to find any journalist who would use automated speech to text because you still have to then listen to it, look at the, the, at the flawed transcript on another device or another platform on your laptop and correct it. So your, your, your hands are crossing into yeah. sort of a pretzel formation. And, and so you know, the point is what's needed today, we've innovated the trained editor by, and we've built it on top of the best automated speech-to-text algorithm to open it up to markets that need transcripts they can trust. You know, one of, when we began this project, the vice president of, of one of the biggest news networks said to us in a Skype call, uh, listen, guys, you're, you're focused on the single biggest technological priority we have, but understand something. We'll never use automated speech-to-text until we know it won't burn us. And that's, so that became our mission because what Trint's about is making it easy to get transcripts you can trust very fast 
with very little human input at very low cost. But necessarily with human input. A a absolutely, absolutely. That's the point, though. You know, you, you, and you know, uh, by the way, you, you know, manual transcription is great when it's done. You know, when I, you know, as a correspondent at ABC News and at CBS, uh, you know, we would, in, in big stories, particularly magazine pieces, we'd send them out. They were full of mistakes, so so don't assume manual transcription is 100 percent correct. I mean, it's flawed well, too. By the way, so verified. Yeah, we still have New York Times articles that have spelling mistakes as right. well. But but I mean, manual transcription is much worse than that, and much more flawed than that. I mean, unless you pay for full legal transcripts at great expense, uh, so, you're going to have to you have to verify even that. Somebody's got to go through, listen, make make the corrections with the names and the technical terms. So right. you know, it's not an it is an apple an apple comparison. It's sure. not apples and oranges in the sense that they're flawed. They need to be verified, too. It's just we're faster, we're, we're very easy to use, and we take out the middleman. All right, so if I, I just want to dive back into the technology of the transcription from automatically from the voice to text, is that something that you have purchased from someone else or you're licensing from someone else? How is that working? Or is it something you've developed yourself? It's part of our secret sauce, and it's working with 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 some of the partners in, in, in some of the some of the top a academics in this area in the world, and, and we think it's the best algorithm. We we did a lot of research in choosing this and, and, and this particular series of algorithms, and uh, we've seen no evidence from anyone that there's a better one out there. All right, so one, one of the things that I, I ponder is how much is Siri actually learning Mentor's voice? And so when I stutter, Siri says, oh, well, I, I understand Minter has a stutter. Is that, is that, are we there yet? Or where are we on that? Well, so Nuance, which has traditionally been the leader in this with Dragon, naturally speaking, yeah. does that on an individual basis. The challenge is that, that, that Nuance will, will do exactly what you said for Minter. But if you then put that same particular program on your laptop with Jeff, it will have trouble. Sure. The issue is in the real world, you need both you and me. And... That's where the technology is now evolving, and that's where it's going to. In terms of what you say, no, we're not learning your voice, but what's, what, we're still in beta, but what we have the capacity to do, we haven't turned it on yet, is, is to give the algorithm returns, which means if I'm talking about Ukrainian President Petro Poroshenko and that plane that was shot down by the Russians near Donetsk, you can be sure that Donetsk, in machine learning is going to be spelled wrong. And by the way, the manual transcriber would spell it wrong too. It's D-O-N-E-T-S-K. And so it, you know, it's Ukrainian. The point is we can turn on the returns once we go out of beta in the, in, uh, later this year. And if, say, three users who agree to let the returns go back to the algorithm correct, say Donetsk came out as donuts, which isn't a, far, a, a stretch, your return and my return and one other Correcting donuts to D-O-N-T-E-S-K means that tomorrow, when that word is spoken in the news cycle, it'll come out spelled correctly. Right. So what I, I understand it because actually I was thinking Siri typically it's my voice into my phone, but what you are doing is you're transcribing whatever's coming in terms of audio. Whether in an interview you and I are speaking, but it could be a reporting with 16 different people speaking. And, and that's actually the biggest challenge. We this is machine learning. The human ear. You and I are sitting in a hall with an echo. You've got a microphone, a professional microphone, and a digital recorder an inch and a half from my mouth. This is, even though this, this room has a, a big echo and, and I can hear people speaking in the distance, yeah. because this is a good recording device close to my mouth, 
you're going to get really good quality recording. And you enunciate well. <laughs> yeah, I, the affliction of 30 years of, of, of broadcasting. So, so it, what we encounter, though, in interviews like this, particularly with people who aren't broadcasters, who are print reporters or, or uh, doing qualitative research for marketing, is that they might take their iPhone and put it on the table between us in this very echoey room with people speaking... Uh, I, I don't know whether the listeners can hear the people speaking quite loudly, not very far away. If you recorded the same interview on an iPhone sitting on the table a foot and a half from my mouth, given the, the acoustics here and the other noise, the machine learning would have a lot of trouble. And so our, our biggest challenge is explaining to people how to get good audio and explaining it's not that hard, but it is a little bit of extra effort. I, I had a reporter from The New Yorker, uh, Trent, uh, an interview he did, and it came back terribly, and I, I listened to it, and he, it was in a, a room even noisier than this with a guy who spoke English with a very heavy French accent, and I, I said, listen... Give it, try it again, and next time, be conscious of where you are, and, and find a quiet space, and make sure that the recording device he uses a digital recorder is is close to the speaker's mouth. And he said, and he sent me a note, and he said, I can't believe what you just did for me. You just saved me a day of agony. It it worked. Well, not to mention the fact that having a terrible quality audio is bad. Anyway, I mean, forgetting that it's not good for Trent. When you have a bad quality audio, like we had in a video last night, it's just not pleasurable to listen to. So we need to, we need to be attentive, more attentive to the sound quality. Yes, but the problem is that you have a world that doesn't... You, you're a podcaster. You understand that if, if this were bad audio, people wouldn't listen. Switch it's work. too much work. And I'm, you know, I've been a broadcast journalist you know, for, for 30 years. I get that. I go into a restaurant or a, you know, a Starbucks, and I hear the music. I mean, I spent my career as a reporter... Uh, going into cafes, you know, say, you know, calling them up and saying, hey, we'd like to do an interview. Is there a slow time we can come in? We'd go in at 2 in the afternoon, and then we'd say, excuse me, could you turn the music off? I mean, that's how obsessive you get in broadcasting. Well, you also have to tell them to stop the cappuccino machine. <laughs> you're, well, that's sad. <laughs> you're absolutely right. I, 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 I was thinking that. I wasn't going to say it, but we did actually do that many times. Can you stop frothing milk for the next five minutes? And, and generally, if you ask politely, they will. Um, but the challenge is that much of the world doesn't hear that. And because the human ear can filter out the music and the, and the frothing cappuccino, people don't understand that, that recorded voice with that in the background is just really annoying and thin. And machine learning has the same issues. So, so when we get notes, we, we get... We get a lot of love, and if you look at uh, our, our Twitter handle at at, at Trent HQ, you'll see these. I mean, they're really fun. Some of the things that people say right. about us, and you know, they, this I oh just, my god, yeah, you know, I Christmas just, has come early right. for journalists. Yeah, kind yeah, of yeah, stuff. I, I've seen a few of them. They just say, you can you can you can smell the enthusiasm. It's just beautiful. It, it's great, but we do get. I, I want to be honest. We do get a, people saying Trent doesn't work. It doesn't say, sure. it doesn't say what it says in the package, and and, and there's only one reason. They, they, the audio quality isn't good enough for machine learning. And, and so we, do, we can't listen to your recordings. But you can, one of the things that Trent can do is share. So you can, you can mail me a link to your Trent. And I ask people, you know, listen, if you'd like to have us listen, we're happy to give you feedback. And, you know, it's happened uh, several times where people have said, this is a good recording and you didn't deliver. 
and uh, you know, we politely say, listen, if you'd like us to listen and give you feedback, and they're not good recordings. Right. They're audible, but it's exactly what I say. You, it would hold up in court, but mm-hmm. there is a hiss behind, there's traffic, uh, the, the, the person is speaking off microphone, and, and that's, the, that's where our limitation is. I mean, let's be honest, you wouldn't take a fancy Mercedes-Benz on a, on a off-roading on a dirt road. Technology has its places and its strengths and its weaknesses. We don't solve every problem. But we solve a lot of problems, and, and you give us good audio. It really is magic. I, I mean, I still smile when I see the returns we get. And, you know, I, I, was, uh, I presented in, in New York last week to a number of networks, and, and I, I walked into to one of the networks, and someone who I had worked with 20 years ago, uh, a producer who... Uh, introduced me to the team and she said listen I just want to introduce this guy and tell you I've been using this technology I didn't know I he and I worked together 20 years ago I didn't even know it was his technology and he said and she said this works and when I I, and when I demonstrated the captioning and and what we do they spontaneously applauded I mean I I never thought that being an entrepreneur would be emotional but it was really sweet I mean you know it's not just about making money here. It's about the fun of innovation. It's about the, the creative journey and, and the challenges. And the mission, you know, in some regards, the mission of making journalist life just more pleasurable. So listen, Jeff, a lot, before we finish, I um, wanted to ask you, how are you, are, you know, the, the new Jeff is the CEO. How, how are you promoting, how do you expect to grow Trent? I mean, I, I think one of the things... We have two advantages. We have a team with a real specialty in web, me- web, web, web media. This is the area of, of audio and video and, and text. And, and these guys have, have really done brilliant work. What, what I bring is, is 30 years of journalism in Canada, the U.S., and the U.K., and, and a huge network of contacts, and, and I hope a little bit of credibility. And, and that gets me and gets us access. And, it, and, and, you know, it's given us a huge early mover, you know, first mover advantage because, you know, people do return phone calls. And it's, you know, it's one of the gratifying rewards of having worked hard in a career and, 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 and worked with a lot of terrific people. You know, people are willing, people want to see you succeed. And people know this is, this is really hard. I mean, I, I, I mean, this is fun. It's hard. I mean, it is, as a, as a reporter on breaking news and I often went without sleep. I, as, a, as an entrepreneur, I often go without sleep. Sure. It is really type. tough. But people really are rooting, not just for me. I, I think what I discover with startups, and it's really a pleasant surprise, is how people really understand how difficult this is and what, how high risk it is. And, and they're not looking to, to cheer you tripping. They're looking to help you, you know, get over the, pot, the, the potholes. Is being based in London uh, a use you know, compared to Silicon Valley or somewhere else? You know, I, I, it's interesting. Most of our users are in the U.S. Um, you know, my career has been mostly in the U.S. and in Canada. Uh, my life is in London. Um, I, I wonder that. I, I ask that question. Our developers, the, the, you know, this, this incredible team you know, that, 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 that have created this product, uh, are in Europe. So it just makes sense. And, and you know, I, I like life in London. You know, we, we you know. Be My happy. partner and I have a house in London. Sure. I, I'm not looking to move. I mean, I, I think you just kind of make it work. And, and, and yeah, the, the, the UK ecosystem, uh, I think on one level, there are very good tax incentives for early stage startups. So, so that helps a lot. Um, I think the VCs are very conservative. They think they're risk. They're, they, they want guaranteed risk. I, I think 
it's, you know, there's no question. We've, we have investors from the U.S. as well as Canada and the U.K. Um, there is a different attitude towards risk. And, the, I mean, obviously, the U.K. also is the house, the home of BBC, The Guardian, and, and it's got quite a reputation at Financial Times and so on in the media world. So I, I, I just wonder, is there um, also a, a different kind of uptake in an English... I'm presuming we're in English-speaking mode most of the time? So, yes. Uh, to answer your question about, about languages, we have right now have two algorithms, one for British English, one for North American English. We will soon be uh, introducing Australian English, and then uh, in, in the coming months before the end of the year, we will be offering Trent in French, German, European, Spanish... Uh, I get confused. Is it Portuguese first and then Italian? It, it depends. But, but the major European languages. Um, and that's one of the advantages, by the way, of being, being in, in Europe, Europe. Is, is, is that, you know, the English market will get competitive long before the other European language right. markets do. And, and our platform is designed to take other languages very simply. I mean, we could plug French in, you know, as soon as that algorithm is, is validated. And, and let, me, let me be clear, there are lots of algorithms, but if they're not good enough, they're not worth it. You know, 70% error rate, our, our correct correction rate is, is, accuracy rate is not good enough. You've got to, with good audio, be above 90, 95%. And the first time, if, if I see it's not good the first time, the chances of me coming back a second time? That's right. But, if, you know, we, we got a woman in, in Florida had done 41 hours, and I was concerned it was a mistake, so I wrote her a very delicate note saying, great that you found us, uh, you know, curious, you know, if, 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 if not presumptuous, would love to know, what, you know how you're using us, because I see you've had a lot of volume. I just wanted to make sure we hadn't had a, a glitch in our beta system. And she said, are you kidding? She said, I'm writing a book, and I just did 41 hours of interviews in your system. You saved me. You know, I, I, that would have been either $4,000 or weeks of my life. And she said, I love you guys. And, and so, you know, that's the kind of experience we're seeing. Quickly, the pricing? The pricing is based, there's a lot of compute. So, so you, it's browser-based. You upload uh, to, to the browser. We're cloud computing. We have very heavy computing involved. This is not simply like Photoshop where you license it. We charge by the minute, by the hour. For casual users, it's 25 cents a minute, $15 an hour. Uh, for heavy users, for corporate users, it goes down to, to, to $10 an hour. Compare that to a minimum manual transcription cost of $60, often 80 to 150 if you want the same day. We get it back generally within the length of the recording. So a 30-minute recording will come, should come back to you within about 30 minutes. Wow, that's fantastic. Jeff, thanks for being on the show. How can someone track you down, follow you, and get on to Trent. Okay, so Trent.com. We are in beta. Get on the waiting list. Uh, We're not quite ready to open up. We will in the coming months this summer. Uh, But people on the waiting list are being added quite quickly now. Uh, We just don't want to lose control as we as we we test our commercial system and 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 we look for bugs and and try to make ourselves robust before we open to the world so uh go to trint.com and get on the waiting list and and we'll get you we'll get you trinting uh to follow us um you can go to at trint hq or my own personal twitter feed uh, at jeffrey kaufman which is j-e-f-f-r-e-y-k-o-f-m-a-n how's that for a plug Uh, hey thanks minter my pleasure thanks a lot now you can tune off all right thanks a lot bye all right Happy printing. Thanks for having listened to this recording of the Minter Dialogue Show. You'll find the show notes on themindset.com. That's mindset with a Y. Where you can also sign up for my weekly newsletter at forward slash subscribe. If you like the show, please do rate it in iTunes. That really makes my day. Happy trails and enjoy Josh Sachs's Painted Fingers. 
Oh, fill me with all your colors any different way to rid me of the gray and heal me with all your imperfections that you mention in your lack of This is Gary Chahot welcoming you to check out the French History Podcast. Our main show covers the history of France from the first humans until present. If you liked Mike Duncan's The History of Rome and wanted a similar program covering the land of beauty, culture, and love, we are exactly that. We also host world-renowned scholars who have delivered guest episodes on their specialties, including 18th century pirates, revolutionary booksellers in 20th century Paris, the special friendship between the Marquis de Lafayette and Thomas Jefferson, and numerous others. 
Learn what you love and listen to the French History Podcast today.